49ers true or false as we get closer to the 2023 season. Nick Bosa's holdout, what to do at quarterback, and where is this team headed this season? All that and more coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you as always at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. This Winky Wednesday episode, our very special guest that I will introduce momentarily. I do want to let you know first that today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's guest needs no introduction to the everydayers out there. Mr. Nicholas Winkler, my former radio cohort, uh, my former co-host on a previous 49ers podcast by the name of Gold Faithful. Shout out to all the listeners out there that came over to Locked On 49ers from Gold Faithful. Not that many of you, but there are some <laughs> and that stayed, stayed very strong. Uh, my guy, Nick Winkler. Thanks for joining the show once again, Nick. Yeah, guys, what's up? We're getting real close, right? One more preseason game to go. We can maybe talk a little bit about what we saw. I know you guys have covered it very well, but we can get a Winks wish watch if you guys want to go there at some point. There is a very, there's a few statements here in the true or false. I've got some statements that I've collected from uh, various takes out there in the world. A lot of folks in the, uh, in the comments on YouTube or on Twitter and social media that hit me up and have takes about the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm going to roll these through you guys and we'll see what's true. What's false about these statements about the 49ers. And yes, special teams uh, is in there wink for you. So uh, I will, I will tee that one up for you uh, first or uh, a little bit later, actually is when we're going to do that one. But first guys, we're going to start talking about Nick Bosa. And I did see that Nick Bosa traveling to New York, uh, speculation that maybe he's meeting with his agent is he starting to sign some things I mean he'll be in Santa Clara to really really sign some stuff I think uh, but maybe we are getting close with that contract the statement here though it is now officially time to worry about Nick Bosa still holding out from San Francisco 49ers as we get within three weeks of the regular season Nick we'll start with you true or false time to start worrying about the Bosa contract True. Time to worry. Every all those other big contracts got, have been done by this point, right? In going into the season. So when you're talking about your best defensive player, a guy that changes the game, a guy that is the best player probably on your team, maybe in the NFL. I mean, the guy's a stud. He's a he's a playmaker. He's a changer. He does exactly what you need, and he makes everybody around him better. And he's not there, and he's not getting paid right now. And I, I wish I could say false. I wish I could be like, yeah, no, it's no big deal. But I'm starting to get worried because I need Nick Bosa starting out there week one for the 49ers. And if he's not there in the next few days, I'm going to really start to panic. It's definitely not something that I worry about at all. Are you, How often do you see like the best player on a team, probably the best player in the conference and one of the best defensive players in the league, just them not get the deal done? Now, it's one thing sometimes when guys are drafted and they're trying to work out specifics. Obviously, that's what's going on right now. 
But to think that it just won't get done, there's no way John Lynch and Parag Morate dropped the ball on not getting their best players situated. Unless it's a situation like the Las Vegas Raiders when they were the <laughs> Oakland Raiders and Khalil Mack, you know, he was up for a contract. It was different, though, because they just did not have the money. Like, they did not have the money. Like, that's completely Croc, different. Croc, you had me all calm. You had me all cooled down. That I know. Day. I thought about it as and I was talking. you dropped an unless, and I'm like, oh, God. I, I thought about but okay unless jay york is broke because you okay so with with these contracts when you sign a guy to guarantee money and that's what all these guys care about most right like the guaranteed money i guess from everything and i learned this with the Khalil max situation you have to have that money available Mm -hmm. well the raiders didn't have that money available for Khalil max like they just and when i say available not in the sense of the contract just money that you can show in your bank account and because of that, they just couldn't sign him. I don't think that's what's going on with the 49ers and Jet York. I think it's the specifics of it. And I have no doubt it'll get done unless he has some bad business deals. And he oh, stop saying unless. You, you did it again. <laughs> Didn't you have some cash on hand with all the insider trading or whatever he's being accused of? Oh. <laughs> um, they got a, don't they got a soccer team too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how profitable the soccer team is for him, but they, you do have to have a lot of money. Look, th- that's why I'm not worried about it. This is a false for me as well, Crocs. I'll break the tie there. This is false. It's not time yet about the Bosa contract. That that time will come in, in at Labor Day is when I put that one on. So come back from Labor Day weekend, not done. That's the time to start worrying because it's going to affect Week One. How many snaps he can play if he comes back too fast and then you know has a soft tissue injury while he's getting into football shape. You know, those are the things I start to worry about. Uh, right now, I'm not worried about it. Uh, but it's it's a tough negotiation, you know, and I know fans are a little bit uneasy and they're like, oh, well, he's the best player. Give him whatever you want. Like teams aren't built that way. You don't you can't just cave to every single. We're seeing that in, in Indianapolis right now. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. That is not one of the true or falses. I'm not even going to ask it before I actually trade for another running back. Uh, but <laughs> you, you can't just cave to every demand from every player every time. And the 49ers have gotten all these deals done. I'm sure there's just some really tough negotiating points for what's going to be a massive contract, the biggest contract the 49ers have ever given out. And they'll get done. They're just hammering those points home, and uh, we're getting to uh, a point where you know both sides are going to want to get in, and, and Bosa's going to lose money if he doesn't show up. To, he's not going to get fined for the offseason. He'll start getting fined for uh, regular season games, though, and it won't, get paid, won't get game checks. And his game checks are pretty significant right now. He's not like right. some you know, sixth-round guy or something. He's a, he was the number two pick. He's got some pretty big game checks that he won't make if he's – not there in Pittsburgh week one. So false, not time to worry yet. I think a lot of people, Thanks. I'd say the thing to worry about is just going from zero to a hundred and not having the soft tissue injuries. Yes. Like, you know, I said it before, that's the thing I'm worried about most. And when a guy is built like him, who's really tightly wound, he's like dang near 0% body fat, that's unhealthy. But I would say he's probably <laughs> hovering around like 8%. Like that's what it looks like. You, you can see every muscle in his body, pause. Uh, that's what I worry about most when it comes to Nick Bosa and the holdout. Like people are like, "Oh man, like you know, he hold out, he'd be fine week one. He go out there and play." Like, yeah, he'll play and dominate. But in the process, you got to hope that mm-hmm. him pushing his body in a way that he has not been able to, because there is no substitute for live reps against other pro athletes, right? Like, there's no substitute for that. You actually just have to do it in practice. You get that ramp up stage, competing against guys and get off drills like that helps. Obviously, preseason, even if it's for a few snaps, your body kind of getting used to that, kind of building up. 
And then, okay, then I go out there. Trent Williams, he hasn't played in the preseason game. Doesn't matter because he's been practicing. Like he's been practicing. Yep. And you're practicing, practicing against other guys that are going 100%. So your body just starts to kind of get acclimated to that and build up to that. Well, Nikki, he hasn't gotten any of that. It's just go, it's going to go from zero to 100 right now. And all of a sudden... Cook. I feel like you're you're going towards my argument here. We're starting to get a little panicked. But I wasn't right? worried about them signing them. Are you guys yeah, Nikki, like that? Nikki Nikki Bosa. <laughs> I, that's my buddy. Like grown first first name basis. So I'm more worried about that part, not the signing though. Like I'm not worried about them getting the deal done. That will get done. So that's the part where I'm like, no, that's false. The true part is okay. You get the deal done. Now all of a sudden, zero to hundred on the guy that's kind of built the way he is. That is, that's difficult. And that's why I'm worried it's not done right now, right? Because if it's done right now, he's out there, he's getting those reps, he's getting that time, he's getting loose, he's getting ready for game action. And every day that goes by gets closer to that freak out moment for me. You would definitely prefer it now. And I think John Lynch said he'd like to have him get three weeks in and, and that's where we that's where we are. So maybe they are mm. dotting the I's and crossing the T's in New York. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. And, and who knows, maybe when we reconvene next and, and maybe by the time people are listening to this podcast on Wednesday morning, that deal is done. So hopefully that's the case. They, they're talking about him being in New York. I mean, the way things are now, like where are guys signing their contracts? Usually they're doing it at the facilities. You know, they, they're all disheveled. They just got off of a plane and they're in like sweats and they're signing their contracts. That's always what it looks yeah. like. Yeah, and you get to use the feather and everything. You do that at the facility. And they're like, look who's here, Nick Bosa, you know. Uh, him being in New York, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. And you don't have to reroute from Florida through New York to get to Santa Clara either. So that's not uh, that's not what's happening there with Nick. All right, we got to move on to some other subjects here, guys. And uh, we've got some good ones with the quarterbacks, special teams as well. Next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs makes you look good. Bird Dogs makes you feel good as well because Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you that truly sculpted look. But they fit way better than your regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton because Bird Dogs fixed all those issues by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And they move in every direction that you need. And they are a perfect fit for wherever you go on a warm day that you need khakis, uh, khaki shorts in the office or to a barbecue or out on the golf course. I love my bird dogs for playing golf, whether it's the swords, the sweats or the long pants. My, my, uh, my, sh- my shorts, by the way, have a, a liner in them, which is really cool. So you can get uh, anything from bird dogs with a liner or without a liner. And of course, the anti stink sweat fabric keeps you cool and dry all day long just go to birddogs.com slash locked on nfl or enter promo code locked on nfl for a free white tech hat with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on nfl or promo code locked on nfl for a free white tech hat you won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise you okay guys um, I can't wait to start writing the script for Nikki and Crocky, a little buddy cop movie maybe I, I could <laughs> no, that'd be a lot of fun. all right guys the 40 here's a statement true or false the 49ers can win with any of their three or who knows even four quarterbacks basically the this is like this is the take that i've seen a, a few times uh that it's like why are we arguing about a backup quarterback we should probably shouldn't even be arguing about the starting quarterback because it doesn't matter because the system is not quarterback dependent true or false i i would say true to an extent right like with trey it's a little different 
I would say I would feel more comfortable after he gets like four straight starts. I think we'd start to see them win. But if you were to say, hey, uh, and I actually just got asked this question on social media, which is kind of funny, but the the way he framed the question was if let's say hypothetically speaking, knock on wood, Brock Purdy is out two weeks, probably feel more comfortable with Sam Darnold filling in for those two games. But if it's a long-term injury, then you probably want to go more with Trey. Because now he gets that experience, you get to ramp up, and then once he's kind of acclimated to the NFL, which would you would have wished would have already happened, but all right, he's he's games in, he's stacking, you know, back to back performances, then boom, he starts to take off, and I think that's when he starts to win. So again, if it's short term, we're talking about short one two games, I probably go Sam Darnold and feel comfortable that he could fill in for those two games and win. Trey, I think he's going to need a few more games, but then eventually I think we'll get to that point as well. Yeah, I think it's true for me too, just based on the not just the system, but the players on that offense. You know, you, you got so many weapons at so many different positions out there that I think if you get a quarterback in there that just doesn't make big mistakes, I, I think that any quarterback pretty much in the NFL could step into this system with these guys if they know the system. And these guys do. They've been in it for a while. They feel comfortable. You can see it. They know where their checkdowns are. They know where their reads are. They know that sort of thing. And they've got playmakers everywhere. That first drive that we got to watch on, on uh, Saturday, that was fun. That was great seeing Purdy out there with Debo and Ayuki Kittle. And there wasn't even McCaffrey out there, and it still looked really good. So I think you can plug any any of those quarterbacks, any of those four quarterbacks in there. And I think the 49ers could still win football games, yeah. yeah you I, talk I, about anybody being able to win in this offense, and you look at what Brett Purdy did on Sunday, it was like, hey, throw this screen – Throw this drag route behind the line of scrimmage to Debo Samuel. Throw this screen to Debo yeah. Samuel. Hey, throw yep. this slant to wide open Brandon Ayuk. You know, right? and next thing you know, they're all the way down the field. So if, I would assume that the other quarterbacks could do that, but you know, yeah. you never know where, where do things have happened. And and that's mm-hmm. what I want to see. I want to see Trey Lance. This is what I hope happens in the third preseason game. Bring the starters out. We saw the the Denver Broncos do this against the 49ers. So bring Purdy out with the ones. Purdy leaves after a series or two. You've seen enough. Keep the ones in there for Trey. Let Trey throw a screen to Debo, right? Let's let's see mm-hmm. a little bit of what that looks like with Trey. Then bring in the twos and let Trey play a lot. And th- that's how I hope things go. Just just to kind of see that a little bit and see how re- how many reps does Trey truly need is, is such a big question here that we just don't know the answer to. And it's always like, hey, he needs more reps. We knew that all along. He still hasn't gotten them. It's like, how many does he need? Does he need 50 more starts like Sam Darnold has gotten in this in his career? Doesn't need like two starts and be like, oh, okay, because he gets it so quickly, it seems like, even while he's playing. Guys, speaking of Sam Darnold, true or false, Sam Darnold is a better fit as the backup quarterback this year for the 49ers. True. Yeah, I think that's true. Also, I think it just goes right with what Croc said. I think that if you need somebody to hop in in the second quarter of a game, you know, and kind of take over for the rest of the game and kind of manage it and be smart and not have, you know, because he's not going to be out there with the ones. Every backup quarterback's not going to be getting a lot of snaps with the ones during the week but if you want a guy who's got the experience and yeah maybe it's not the best tape that he's put down in his life but a guy that's an experienced quarterback that could step in and help not lose a football game honestly right now i'd probably trust darnold to do that a little bit more i i I compare uh, sam darnold to like you know you have a woman and maybe she has a sketchy pass and it's like you know 10 years later you're still trying to hold that pass against her it's like dude it was 10 years ago yeah we we can't hold sam darnold's pass against him all we can uh, hold against him is what he's done for the 49ers. And so far, when you watch him take snaps in the preseason, 
the it looks smooth. It looks good. I know it didn't result in a bunch of points. That's a product of playing with some of the reserves where you're having these penalties, guys missing blocks, him getting sacked, things like that. But just in the sense of understanding where to go with the ball, how to beat the blitz, you know, making all the throws, uh, far, you know, far hash, sideline throws in the rhythm. Like, you know, all those things look good. I'm pretty sure Kyle Shanahan probably really likes that. I kind of want to keep going with what you just said. Yeah, Darnold's kind of like you get out of a big relationship, right? And all of a sudden you're like, oh, here's this person with this long past experience. I'm going to go have fun with this person. But then when you want to settle down and get married, it's like, hey, Trey, what's up? <laughs> people can change. People can grow. But then it's also like the fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me thing, expecting yeah. a different guy uh, that we've seen most steps of his He's career. never fooled us, though, right? He truly hasn't fooled us yet. Well, there's tape, uh, there's tape out there. There's some evidence. Or, or, I think he has fooled a lot of people. Yeah, he has. Not us, though. Come on. We got we to take our, our chances. He fooled Croc coming out of USC. Croc's trying to make all excuses about how he lost his weapons in his second year in college. He did. Who was the receivers? <laughs> that last year, he was throwing to Deontay Burnett. That was his best weapon. <laughs> I know. You guys are like, who the hell is Deontay Burnett? Yes, yes. <laughs> And they still went to like the the Rose Bowl and all that. Like they were still winning games, and that was his best weapon. And he lost his offensive alignment. Like I felt like that was a big deal. Did you watch him against Ohio State? Nick Bosa and Chase Young destroyed them. Like destroyed them. He couldn't even get a pass off in that. They game. destroyed everyone. They knocked him so silly. He he turned the ball over ninety more times in his first fifty minutes. <laughs> <NFL game. laughs> all right. True or false, Steve Wilkes is a downgrade from D'Amico Ryans and Robert Sala, and the 49ers defense is going to suffer this year. And some of the evidence that I've seen uh, from these takes is people talking about uh, his wanting Isaiah Oliver and bringing over Miles Hartsfield, and both those guys might be getting cut now after uh, what we've seen from him in the preseason so far. And some of the some of the defensive play so far in the preseason um, – I would say, first of all, a lot of backups in there. So the the first team unit, I think, is going to be okay, and I I think it will. I think the defense will kind of run itself, but I want to hear what you guys think. A true or false downgrade from D'Amico? False. The the real defensive coordinator is Kyle Shanahan. So there's going to be any blame on anyone. It's him, and I don't see there being a drop off because they continue to run his defense how he wants it. You have good players out there, so I think everything will continue to run. Fairly smooth. Now, when you say drop off, they were the number one defense in the NFL right. last year, and they did. So, if it's like okay, if they go from one to five, if that's a drop off you're talking about, then okay, I could see that. If you're saying they go from one to fifteen and they're kind of more middle of the pack, I don't see that happening. So I say no first. With, with a healthy team and a Nick Bosa under contract out there, I don't see that happening either. It's full, but it's also kind of TBD, right? Like we don't know. We don't really know what this team's going to look like under Wilkes with all the starting offense or defense out there because we haven't seen it yet. You know, we're a couple preseason games in. We've seen a couple starters here. There, it's cool to see Hargrave out there. Uh, you know, on Saturday night, that was a lot of fun to see. But I, I mean, that that to me is a big boost. I I don't know if you guys saw this, but at the end of the game when Ayuk was out there, you know, and they got that penalty and all that. Did you see how big Eric Armstead was standing next to everybody else? They showed the sideline, and it's like all these guys you know are big. You know, they're like six feet tall, and then there's Eric Armstead. It's just like, dang, that guy's a huge human being. You kind of forget how big he is you know because he's out there with a lot of other big men but when he's standing next to like normal sized human beings yeah you see oh. armstead with the sign ladder reporter and you're like oh my gosh they got to yeah. stand on the box and they still look like they're <laughs> tiny compared to him. yeah with him out there and hargrave and bosa and and went warner and yeah i just i can't wait to see what this team looks like you know at full speed come come week one so yeah i think it's false but 
hopefully it stays false. All right, guys, next we're going to get Wink's wish wash, talk about the 49ers special teams performance mm-hmm. so far in the preseason. And is Kyle too emotional, too much of a short-term thinker for the San Francisco 49ers next? Today's episode of Locked On 49ers brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And why not go to where the job seekers already are, right? I'm on LinkedIn. You're on LinkedIn. Everyone's already on LinkedIn. So all you do is you add your job to your business's purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile, and you you let the world know that you're hiring. Then simple tools like screening questions make it easy to filter through and focus on just the right candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and eventually hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free. At LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Wink, you can uh, wrap in the, the wish watch here. 49ers special teams, true or false? 49ers special teams will be their undoing this season. False. I don't think it'll be their undoing. I think there might be some ups and there might be some downs. I I don't think Wisnowski is is someone we should worry about. I mean, yeah, he had a bad game, a couple real bad kicks. He averaged what just under thirty two yards a kick. Not good coming off the side of his foot. This and that. But just last week, I was on this very program talking about how great he was in the first preseason game. So I think with Wisnowski, we don't need to worry about it. Moody, that's that's another story, right? I mean, he misses an extra point, but he made all three of his field goals. Like. He, he's young he's inexperienced there might be times where we're just shaking our head but then there's times where he might go out and kick a 60 yard field goal which is something we've never seen on the 49ers so to me i don't think it's gonna be their undoing but it's definitely gonna we're gonna be holding our breath i think a lot this season Absolutely. when it comes to special teams and, and i will note that i think wishnowski because it's the preseason i i correct me if i'm wrong new kicks mean, he had some funky picks last preseason as well. Yeah. So I think he's trying things. He's trying to get mm-hmm. the certain angles and the certain spin. And so I think he might be messing around a little bit where he won't be messing around quite as much as the regular season. So I think you can give a pass there. The Moody stuff, like rookie kicker, look, this is what happens with rookie kickers. You hold your breath. That's that's mm-hmm. that's where we're at. That's what's going to happen. I hope the 49ers didn't draft a guy in the third round and expect that that still wasn't going to be the case just because he was drafted so high. Um, and then Croc. Ray Ray McLeod's out as well to start the season. So there, you know, there's some, uh, there's a little, some, some funkiness going on with the special teams going into the season. If you remember going back a couple of years ago, uh, 49ers played the green Bay Packers in the divisional round. And it was kind of like the battle of the bad sport, special teams units. <laughs> and the, and the Packers just ended up being the worst unit. Got a punt block. <laughs> Uh, who Funga ran in for a touchdown, they ended up kind of being the difference in the game. I hope that's not the case for the 49ers this year where, you know, they're starting in, you know, bad field position, getting backed up because of these holding penalties. Uh, that makes it tough on, a, on an offense. You know, we talked a lot about a more advantageous situation for Brock Purdy and how the 49ers offense was cooking. Well, special teams penalties is one thing that can really hurt you in the sense of uh, field position, starting field position, not working in your favor. Uh, special teams turnovers. We saw the 49ers muff a punt against the Denver Broncos. You know, the holding penalties that we saw against the Raiders 
all of that is bad. And then if the special teams unit starts to give up some big returns, that's even worse. So uh, hopefully they get it together, start getting a little groove, and they figure out who the guys are going to be on those units. Yeah, and, and miss kicks too, right? I mean, miss kicks lead to great field position for for your opposition. So that's another thing that could really hurt that 49ers team. That's true. Kyle's going to line up for a 60-yarder. They're going to miss it, and then he's going to be like, oh, no, I can never do that again. I'm going to p- start punting from like the, from inside the, 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 uh, you know, the other 50-yard line just because don't yeah, want, you don't want to field position. How about this defense in that position? Offensive line and defensive line depth will be the 49ers undoing this year. I think offensive line, I'll say false. Offensive line is the depth of everybody, like every Mm -hmm. year. Like nobody has offensive line depth. So I look at their O-line. I don't think about it any more or less than any other team. I'd say forget the depth, the starters. Like will those Mm -hmm. guys be – the reason like that's the big question with the 49ers but as far as defense i think they have plenty of depth on the defensive line i think people would be more comfortable if they knew more about what they were getting out of drake jackson like if drake jackson just comes in and he's a guy and and then you think about the guys that are behind him you'd be super like excited about that i think the issue is you don't know what drake jackson is so then there's guys like austin Bryan and cleveland farrell and it's like okay what are we going to get out of these guys are they going to be a guy because you're kind of missing that with Drake Jackson. So if Drake Jackson comes out and he's an eight to 10 sack guy, I don't think anybody's worried about the depth that the 49ers have because they have capable pass rushers behind them. Yeah. I think if those were two separate questions, yeah, I think I'd lean towards like, nah, defense. I think we're good. I like where we're at, but offense, I mean, you're, you're a Trent Williams injury away from that and offensive line looking really, really bad. Right. So that, that to me is scary. I, I definitely, if I'm worried about one positional grouping, on this 49er team, it is that offensive line. Yeah, I, I, I've i already said it about Bosa, but Trent Williams is a pretty important one too. And, you know, those two guys haven't been involved in, in preseason, you know, and it's fine with me because I don't want them hurt because they are two of the most important players on the 49ers because you get into that depth real quick and, and it could be a problem. I'm not super worried about it right now because as Croc said, depth's a problem for everybody. So it kind of yeah. is true and false at the same time. It's not any more so bad for the 49ers as it is for a lot of teams around the NFL and depth on the offensive line. Now defensive line. Yeah. That's different. You can have depth there. And I think again, if Drake Jackson is who you want him to be and, and he takes that kind of year two jump where last year, you know, he finished, he was a, he was a healthy scratch a lot of that mm-hmm. time. If he continues to be that guy, then yeah, you're kind of in trouble. Mm-hmm. But if he's good, which yeah. they, they hope he is. And everybody talked about what he looked like this off season. Then I, has he played in the preseason? Because I haven't really noticed him. Was he hurt? Uh, he's coming back, I believe, this week. I saw a report that okay. Kittle, Drake Jackson, I think, and Greenlaw and Kinlaw and Elijah Mitchell all expected to return to practice this week. Elijah Mitchell, that's the big one. Yeah. I think he's so yeah. good, but I forgot about him. I was talking about running backs the other day. Didn't even mention <laughs> Elijah Mitchell. And he's one of the best runners on the team. Yeah. When, he, when um, he's out there. And, and there's, a, there's a tie-in, too, with the whole depth, offensive line depth. And the special team stuff, and it's like the 49ers were drafting a kicker and a backup tight end in the third round. There was good players that could have added depth to both offensive and defensive lines that were available to draft. 49ers went a little, little screwy there with their with their positional value, and people got mad at us post-draft for, for not giving 49ers good grades with those late third-round picks. That's why, because mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to go sign a kicker off the street. You know, I already had a guy in Zane Gonzalez, right? Um, to go find a backup tight Robbie end. Robbie Gold's still available. Robbie Gold's still out there. Just sign him. And it's a lot easier and a lot less expensive to sign Robbie Gold than if, oh, we need a starting caliber offensive lineman. 
uh, we need a starting caliber defensive lineman. That's expensive, a lot more expensive than Robbie Gold would be. So um, that's sort of where that all ties in together. How about this one, guys? True or false? Brandon Ayuk will finally surpass Debo and many others as the number one receiving weapon in the 49ers offense this year. True. False. You look at the game. Look how the game started. Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel getting down the field. Like it's going to go through Debo because of just the, the ways you're able to get the ball in his hands. It's, it's just too easy. Screens, jet sweeps, uh, quick slants. You know, those things, that's all day. That's pitch and catch. And it. you're talking about Debo being like in the best shape he's been since he was a, a rookie. And he, I mean, he I looks, it. he looks slimmer. So yeah, I'd say, uh, I hope you're right. It's just false. for me, Debo can't stay on the field. Right. I like, he, he gets out there a lot. He plays a lot, but there's always those, he misses one or two games. Right. Ayuk doesn't do that. Ayuk's going to be out there day in and day out. He's going to get 120 targets this year. Watch so out. Is he going to get gonna 120 get- targets because Debo is hurt? And Kittle is hurt, or is he going to get 120 targets because he's just the he's the main target? I think he's going to get 120 targets because people are going to double cover Debo. They're going to be covering Kittle. They're going to be covering McCaffrey. And then you got Ayuk, right? So it's going to be a lot of like, oh, second option is Ayuk. Oh, third option is Ayuk. And he's going to be the open guy, I think. There's going to be a lot of attention paid to the short middle of the field against the 49ers. And Ayuk's the best player operating outside of that. Um, but Kyle's just never really gone there. So I'm, I'm going to say false on that one. I, I think it's going to be just like it was a couple years ago when Debo went crazy. Remember everyone that off season was like, here we go. Brandon, I, you break out, yep. mark it down. Um, he's out of the doghouse for sure, but I think it's just going to be much more balanced and it might be a different guy every week. We should come back and check all these true falses at the end of the year. See how we did. Uh, last one here, guys, it's kind of a two parter. The 49ers are a winning team, but not, a championship team because Kyle Shanahan is too emotional, too much of a short-term thinker. You go first, Nick. Yeah. I mean, they're not a championship team. They never, they've won an NFC championship, but I don't think you call yourself a championship team until you actually hold up that Lombardi trophy. So to me right now, I think it's true. I don't, I don't think that's the narrative for the rest of his career. I think he can change that, and it just takes winning that big one, right? And I think this is maybe the best 49er team that, that's had that chance here in a while. I think the 49ers have done a terrific job of building a legit championship caliber roster, but when you talk about kind of getting the most out of certain players, there's something about Kyle Shanahan kind of getting in his own way, and it might be that emotional aspect of it. You know, I heard the guy talking on, the, what is it, the 33rd team or whatever that – uh, yeah. website is and it was someone who worked joe with banner. kyle shanahan joe banner yeah joe banner okay so joe banner talked about hey i worked with kyle and once you get in his doghouse it's a little tough to get out because he is so emotional and he thinks mm-hmm. more for right now than he does down the line i think that's very clear with the handling of trey lance and how that whole process has been even with him having zero opportunity to compete you know and kind of like crushing the kid's confidence uh, I think that was the case with Trey Lance as a rookie, right? Where he came into camp and people forget about this. Trey Lance, you can look at, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about, you know, Grant Cohn and, and David Lombardi. I'm talking about Matt Mayoko, Matt Barrows. You listen to those guys, Trey Lance, those first couple weeks of Trey Lance's rookie year and what it looked like in training camp. And they were like, wow, this kid is way further along than we were ever expecting. He's ready. Are they going to start giving him starting reps? And Kyle's like, no. And why not? 
because he's thinking about right now. Well, I know what Jimmy can do for me right now. I don't know, and I'm not sure about uh, Trey Lance. And then after that, it was like, kind of a simple yeah, Just remember, that. too, that, that same year, the week one, Trey Lance was out there switching reps with Jimmy Garoppolo. So Kyle may have said that, but at the same time, like he was trying to mix in Trey. He was trying to get him reps. Well, he clearly went away from it. He threw a touch, he threw the first touchdown of the season. Then you don't see him again until Green Bay. Then he runs in the touchdown. And then you don't see him again until randomly on the field against a good Arizona team. I think it's really interesting. And Joe Banner was in Atlanta and, and brought in Kyle Shanahan. He had a lot of great things to say about Kyle, how smart he was, and you know, one of the best, smartest offensive minds in the league. But um, and I think there's a lot of evidence. We've talked about how Kyle feels about certain players and, you know, the doghouse thing. And um, he, he, his quarterbacks to him, where he's like a, a 13 year old girl in, in middle school that's like got a crush on a different guy every day. That's how he acts about his quarterbacks, you know? And it was really emotional, weird trade when the 49ers made the trade up to number three. It was like, well, this is not great process. And we talked about it at the time. It was like, it's kind of weird what you guys are doing. And then to move off of that now and, and um, to have not, developed your quarterback that you thought you needed to do that to go get so it's there's some evidence to joe banner being correct here with that assessment will it keep the 49ers from being a championship team i mean i don't think so because i think they're good enough and i don't think it goes back to the first question of this podcast about the 49ers could win with any quarterback like jimmy garoppolo was a coin flip of a throw away from winning a title with the niners already right if jaquaski tart catches a pass do the 49ers win in 2021 um last year if the if there's not an injury to to brock purdy do the 49ers go and win a super bowl so they're really close and you know the quarterback position could be the thing that holds them back and a lot that's on kyle whether it's developing or finding the right guy because they've had plenty of time and put plenty of resources into finding a, a true franchise quarterback um but i mean jimmy garoppolo like if he throws that same pass to emmanuel sanders you know, if he throws it a hundred times, does he complete 50 of them? You know, but there was, some, this was one opportunity. You flip the coin, it came up tails. And yep. so um, the 49ers should be good enough to win a championship despite some of the faults they have and nobody's perfect. So I would say false on that one, but we might end up looking back and saying, you know what? That was, that was kind of true. They're a winning team, but not a championship team. And they haven't proven to be a championship team yet. Nick, that was well put by you. Well, the question was about, is it because Kyle might be a little too emotional? And I think we've yeah. seen him make very emotional decisions. Remember, I mean, it goes back, and I don't know what Patrick Mahomes would be with the 49ers, but it goes back to Patrick Mahomes being available in the draft, Patrick, uh, Deshaun Watson, and he was so stuck on Kirk Cousins. That's the emotional attachment there. So instead of looking into other guys, which even uh, was uh, John Lynch went there as a smokescreen, went to Patrick Mahomes' pro day. And called him and said, I know we like Kirk Cousins and that's your plan, but uh, you might want to take a look at this Patrick Mahomes guy. And he and, and, and Kyle was so emotional about the, uh, the attachment with Cousins, he didn't look into him at all. His buddy, Chris Sims, I remember listening to that process as well. Chris Sims was like, hey, man, uh, you might want to look into Patrick Mahomes. And he's like, nah, I got Kirk Cousins. That's not exactly what he said, but he just didn't yeah. look into him. So like, is it emotional we or stubborn? Emotion, well, I well, think I the think, emotional part, I think, I think that goes hand in hand. Kyle Shanahan yeah. as well. I think he is a stubborn dude. He's a little bit of a control freak, right? He's in charge of everything right now. Um, and so it's it's kind of, it, it all filters back to him, really. 
And I can't wait for the impending offseason when you know who Kirk Cousins is a free agent. <laughs> so that'll be a whole bunch of I fun. Can wait. We don't talk I about weird quarterback stuff enough here on the podcast every single day, right? Guys? <laughs> All right. I do want to end with he is yeah. a terrific head coach. Oh, like, yeah. He's a good co- head coach, good offensive mind. Like he understands it. It's just that, you know, we all have that one thing that kind of gets in the way of us making a certain decision yep. that might allow us to get over the top. And I think that might be his where he like it's very like, oh, okay, let me move on to this then. And then when it doesn't work, then oh, oh, let me move on to this next idea then. And I think that's that would be. The, the one downfall that keeps the 49ers from ultimately winning a Super Bowl, which is the goal. I, but mm-hmm. if you're asking me if they're going to be good, <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. You know, if you're telling me that they'd be in the NFC Championship, I'd be like, heck yeah, like I'd put money on that. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. Croc and I back tomorrow right here, Locked On 49ers.